0: There are uplifting stories... We're the underdog out to prove what we can do. ...and then whatever this is.
1: I've already done this. I already prayed to the saint. I already did this
0: I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Wednesday, January 31st. We are counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. After Sasha Kaye starred as Supergirl aka Kara Zor-El in last year's The Flash, a different actress is picking up the mantle in the next phase of the DC Universe. House of the Dragon star Millie Alcock has landed the role of Supergirl and will make her debut in next year's movie Superman Legacy. She joins Hollywood star David Cornsweat as Superman, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel's Rachel Brosnahan as Lois Lane, and Mad Max Fury Rhodes, Nicholas Holt as Lex Luthor, among a pantheon of other notable comic book roles. Now, this also means that Alcock will headline Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, a movie that's based on Tom King's comic series of the same name. Now, Superman Legacy, set to hit theaters July 11th, 2025, will be a cornerstone of Gods and Monsters, what DC Studios heads James Gunn and Peter Safran have dubbed the first phase of the new cinematic universe, a release date for the separate Supergirl movie has not yet been announced. Reba McIntyre is back, y'all. The country singer and multi-hyphenate performer is poised to return to television with a new sitcom. NBC Universal announced Monday that they have ordered a still-untitled pilot for a multi multicam sitcom that will star McIntyre. She will also executive produce. The logline explains, quote, Reba inherits her father's restaurant and is less than thrilled to discover that she has a new business partner in the half-sister she never knew she had. Kevin Abbott, a writer and executive producer on Last Man Standing, *Christella*, and the original Reba will serve as head writer and EP for the potential new series. And Cheetah Rivera, the legendary Tony Award-winning actress and singer who originated the role of Anita in West Side Story on Broadway, died Tuesday in New York after a brief illness. She was 91. At age 19, she made her first appearance as a principal dancer in the 1952 touring company of the music. Call Me Madam, before going to make her Broadway debut in a production of Guys and Dolls the following year. Rivera would go on to star in several more theater productions before landing her history-making role as Anita in Stephen Sondheim's West Side Story that would turn her into an overnight sensation in 1957. She followed the production across the pond to London's West End the year after. Her other stage credits include originating the role of Velma Kelly in Chicago, Anna in The Rink and Aurora in Kiss of the Spider Woman, the latter two of which saw her win Tony Awards for Best Performance by a Leading Actress in a Musical. In fact, Rivera was one of the most nominated stars in Tony Awards history, with ten nods to her name for her performances in Bye Bye Birdie, Chicago, Merlin, Nine, and her musical career retrospective, Cheetah Rivera, The Dancer's Life. She made her final Broadway stage performance in the 2015 musical The Visit, a powerful vocalist, Rivera also released three solo albums throughout her life and appeared on several episodes of The New Dick Van Dyke Show, The Judy Garland Show, The Carol Burnett Show, and Will and & Grace. Her other film credits include Sweet Charity, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, and Tick Tick Boom. For more on all of these stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Number Housewives of Beverly Hills' trip to Barcelona is off to a rocky start. Crystal Kongminkoff and Anne-Marie Wiley got into it on the first day, only for Crystal to get sick and require Anne-Marie's help as a nurse anesthetist. Well, tonight's episode, today's number three pick, picks up with Crystal's medical emergency. Have a listen. We're going to get somebody here for you really, really soon, okay? Let's go lay down in the van. This is not just like a lay down and drink some ginger ale and walk it off kind of situation. I'm
1: sorry guys. No, Crystal, no, it's not. Sorry. It's not a situation don't you need to be feel honey, sorry about Honestly, Crystal. Crystal,
0: when we know you're okay, we will sightsee but like, given Crystal repeatedly insulting and degrading my profession.
1: Did you go to medical school? What you, no, you tell me? You right. were right. anesthesiologist
0: I met you. Here we go, you, like downplaying my profession so. again. Yeah. The irony of what is happening right now, it's literally shocking. Well, since there is a church nearby, the other ladies go light candles, pray, or just sit and meditate. Now perhaps it's this reflective mood that causes Sutton Strack and Kyle Richards to kiss and make up after their own struggles this season.
1: I'm sorry for I hate fighting with Kyle. So to have the this moment and to start to really rebuild our friendship means everything to me. I adore her. I care about Sutton a lot, and I was very hurt by the question she was asking about my marriage, so I'm happy to accept her apology and move on because I'm much happier with our friendship being in a good place. Well, once Crystal
0: calls from the hospital confirming that she will, in fact, be able to rally for Paella that night, the rest of the Beverly Hills gals are ready to get in some sightseeing because it's still Barcelona, baby. The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills airs tonight at 8 on Bravo and will be available to stream tomorrow on Peacock. Number two takes determination and a lot of hard work to reach the top. The kids of our number two pick show just how hard it is. The six-part documentary series Choir follows the Detroit Youth Choir as it prepares for the show of a lifetime. Following a 2019 appearance on America's Got Talent, the choir and its director, Anthony White, are ready for a big stage again. They're preparing to perform at Carnegie Hall. However, White has to replace key members of the group and fight to keep the program running in Detroit. The series follows the group and its mission to keep a world-class arts experience to the kids of Detroit. Here's a trailer.
1: One, two, ready. You can be anybody and be a part of the Detroit Youth Choir. We're the underdog out to prove what we can do.
0: When I sing, it's like I'm in a different world. I'm pouring my emotions out onto the audience. It all does take work, but if I keep going, I'm going to reach my mark.
1: The amount of dedication it takes to be in DYC is on the same level as a high school athlete. Hella high water. I want to be able to take these kids to the next big stage. Perform on some of the biggest stages in America. America's Got Talent wasn't the end of everything. Without further ado, I just want to announce we have been invited to perform in Carnegie Hall. You're here, baby. Carnegie is the Super Bowl of musicians. That's why everybody fight to get there. We only have room for fifty kids to travel. It's going to be a hard decision.
0: You don't want to miss this one. All six episodes of the series arrive today on Disney Plus. Trivia. It's trivia time. Author and socialite Truman Capote, who will resurface in our top pick today, has continued to have a presence in movies and on TV long after his death in 1984. So which actor won an Oscar for his portrayal of the In Cold Blood author? Toby Jones, Robert Morse, or Philip Seymour Hoffman? Stick around for that answer, as well as today's number one pick. What to Watch will be right back.
1: Welcome back to PW's What to Watch.
0: The third episode of Feud, Capote vs. the Swans, asks a fundamental question. Why are gay men so obsessed with fabulous, powerful women? Well, that question also applies to the show itself, which debuts today, our number one pick, which was made by Ryan Murphy, John Robin Bates and Gus Van Sant and stars a bunch of fabulous, powerful women. In one corner is Tom Hollander as Truman Capote, the acclaimed writer behind Breakfast at Tiffany's and in cold blood. In the other are Naomi Watts, Diane Lane, Chloe Sevigny, Calista Flockhart, Demi Moore, and Molly Ringwald as the Swans, a name Capote gave to the menagerie of women from New York High Society who he counted as his closest friends. Here's a bit of the trailer.
1: We made New York the capital of the world. The center of everything. Sex. Money, an endless adventure.
0: Hello, ladies. Mind if I sit down?
1: Oh, I wish you could, but we're being joined in just a second.
0: Now, you can't have a season of Feud without a spectacular Feud. This time, it's all about how Capote published excerpts from his upcoming novel in which he aired the dirty laundry of the Swans, from scandalous affairs to a rumored murder plot. Feeling betrayed, some of the Swans did everything in their power to eject Capote from society altogether. One even took her own life in the days leading up to the publication of the excerpts. EW chatted with Naomi Watts about why her character, socialite Babe Polly, was so drawn to Capote.
1: Have a listen. She was able to share with him and feel seen by him as an individual, not the wife uh, so much. And and really for the first time, because all the women operated on the same level around her, um, at least the women she was mixing with. And they were kind of guilty of doing the same things and um, so Truman and her just instantly clicked. She got his humor, she got his um wild provocative n- nature and um and she just loved him, she found him entertaining and 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 you know a writer operates from a curious point of view, always wanting the stories and and she just found herself sharing and sharing because she'd never had that opportunity before so when he betrayed her it was it was very it cut her to the core very very um, upsetting uh, to the point where kind of that was the beginning of her undoing because she realized that she was stuck in this uh, uh, loveless marriage and it was too late to change things at this point and she wasn't going to be able to recover from the wound of truman and um and she was also sick she was dying and and the regrets kind of took over
0: well you can see how all of that comes into play with tonight's two episode premiere of feud capote versus the swans starting at 10 on fx finally today, the answer to our trivia question, Tom Hollander joins a group of great actors who have portrayed Truman Capote on film and TV, but which actor won an Oscar for his portrayal of the author? Toby Jones, Robert Morse, or Philip Seymour Hoffman? Well, Toby Jones played Capote in Infamous, and Robert Morse portrayed the actor on stage. It was Philip Seymour Hoffman who won an Oscar for his leading role in Capote. And that is it for our show today. We'll have more news and musty picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm executive editor Jared Hall. You can find us on X, formerly known as Twitter, at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening and have a great day. This episode of What to Watch was written by Dustin Nelson, Nick Romano, Lester Brathwaite, and EW staff. Edited by Sammy Junio and hosted and produced by Jared Hall.
1: One, two, watch.